Mama Lorenzo. And this is the Pops Out Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the T in your T-Lo, Tom Fitzgerald, and I'm here with the low in your T-Lo, Lorenzo Marquez, my love. Bye. Hello. How are you, Lorenzo? Fine. Uh, just fabulous. <laughs> fabulous all around. We're fine. We're fine. Um... I don't know. I have no happy talk. No, uh, well, we we made some changes. We got new pillows and new dishes. So, you know, stuff like how, that. I can't do that to our poor readers. <laughs> that is the lamest thing I've I ever know, heard. but I get it. Listen, stay home. COVID, stay home per- person here. You know, these things excite me now. <laughs> yes, we have new throw pillows. I will admit something that I... You didn't fight me on this, and I'm a little surprised. I feel that we have impeccable taste when it of comes course. to our decor. But if I'm being perfectly honest, years and years ago, Emmett McCarthy from Project Runway was visiting us and he said, I like your, you know, he was talking about our decor and he pointed something out that, you know, a fashion designer would notice. He said, you don't have any prints. Like right. the the upholstery, the curtains, the pillows, it was all solid colors. And I, I that bugged me for years. I was like, oh, <laughs> here's a real style expert who's pointing out a flaw in my blah, blah, blah. I didn't know I had a flaw. I had a flaw. <laughs> and last night, I or a couple of nights ago, when I told Lorenzo I ordered new throw pillows, I was like, listen, it's time for us to admit we're really bad at picking prints when it comes to our, our no, decor. Were... Because the throw pillows that we had were all prints. And I'm sorry, we hated them from practically five minutes after we got th- them. So it's more like we don't like... And we've like, had them for five years. I think it's more like we don't like prints in general, as opposed to we don't have taste when it comes to prints. We don't have a good record. We just don't like them. We get tired of it. We don't have a good record in choosing them. I don't dislike prints, but I wind up picking the wrong prints for our home. I think we get Time and time again. How many bedspreads have we had? I know, but that's because we get tired of what we have, and then we want to buy something new. Um, Not like, not, I mean, let me just say here, not like we're buying something new every month. No, but, you know, after a couple of years, we get tired of what we have. Yes, and those those print pillows were hideous, and they were looking sad. And it, this was the thing when we, because of course, if you listen to us for any length of time, you you must know that we have Christmas throw pillows. So yes, uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago when we were putting away all the um, Christmas stuff. Christmas stuff and pulling out our regular year rounds because that stuff goes into storage, I pulled out our pillows and I was like, oh, we're back to ugly pillows again. I'm yeah. like, screw this, anyway, I'm just going to order nice, stuff. Solid colors, <laughs> nice muted solid colors, and I have to admit that is my style yes it's, it's, it's yeah we have how, a that's um how we are like a lot of queens in our age group we have a um our decor leans toward mid-century modern very much when we um redecorated this place in 2008 i said i wanted it to look like the reception area to sterling cooper draper price that is <laughs> what i wanted our living room to oh look like God, and yeah. that is mm-hmm. what our living room looks like um anyway mm-hmm. yes that's the big exciting thing today. I think last week we told you we switched desks, and that's all. I that's know. been super we got exciting. New dishes, because yes. I want to do dishes anyway. And we overscheduled our week, and we had a dermatology appointment, a dentist appointment, and a veterinary I know. appointment we all on the same do day. That all the time, and, and annoys me so much. But we do it. Actually, recording this podcast a day early because tomorrow we are supposed to be interviewing someone for yeah. a. a piece later and there is no way in hell i can do a phone interview and a podcast in the same day same day i would pass much. out yeah. it's, it's just from exhaustion anyway. tab is sitting here listening tab to every here, single word and his homosexual position <laughs> yes he likes to show off his pretty paws <laughs> anyway anyway uh we're just rambling um we're going to talk about fashion 
Yes, we're returning to fashion after weeks of TV and and movie uh, podcasts, and we're going to dive deep into the most pressing style questions of the week, which is how do you dress female candy and how do you dress female mice? Right. Because apparently <laughs> those are the big stories. So we're going to talk about the kerfuffle surrounding the green M&M losing her high heels and uh, Minnie Mouse losing her skirt. Right. And how dumb both of these things are from top to bottom, left to right. Uh, and what we think of the actual designs themselves. Right. I don't have a thought in the world about the M&M designs. I can't really... Well... A lot of people pointed out that the shoes are ugly, no matter what. They're, One thing they're, I they're noticed, early. they all have white limbs. Isn't that weird? So the M&Ms are white people. <laughs> um, I, I thought weird? I read somewhere that the, the, the body parts were going to look be the same color of the M&M itself. That's not what the new ones look no? like. Okay. No, they all well. have white limbs. And the weird thing is some of them have like pure white limbs. And some of them, like the brown M&M, which you think would be the one right. that they wouldn't do this to, has like... Caucasian colored limbs like they're not even white they're like Caucasian weird anyway so um so the green one let's let's backtrack in case someone's listening to this 500 years in the future as an artifact in outer space or something yeah well first of all we're still in COVID mode (laughs) Um, in case you're listening to this 500 years uh, for now so the M&M's candy company, which is what? M&M Mars? I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, announced last week, actually, we're actually a week behind on this, that they were redesigning their M&M characters. Not the actual candies themselves, but the little anthropomorphic mm-hmm. characters that appear in all their ads and branding. And um, they didn't really make much diff- They didn't make many changes to the other characters. But the green M&M, who for years has been wearing white go-go boots with heels on them, is now in sneakers. And I don't I don't care. I don't care except and I still don't care. I don't care either way, but of course this became a flashpoint sort of um cultural issue and I if you think I'm going to sit here and roll my eyes at conservatives who who spoke out against this, I'm actually not even though I think getting caught up in this is stupid. Right. The fact remains that Mars Candy Company, um, they did this on purpose. They deliberately stirred this up. This is like right out of the Dr. Seuss playbook, which I don't actually think the Dr. Seuss estate knew what was going to happen when they announced that they were yanking some books from the line because of offensive material in them. But what happened was this... Everyone talked about Dr. Seuss for a full month and sales on his books went up and, you know, that sort of thing. And I think we're going to keep seeing this where corporations are going to do things that deliberately needle uh, conservatives um, in order to produce exactly the response that they got this week. And the reason I'm saying that this is deliberate is because of the wording of the press release. The way they call this a quote unquote more progressive more representative of the and uh, more inclusive and this is all social justice language this is all liberal left language being applied by a corporation to a branding exercise and nobody involved who who wrote that piece or they all knew what they were doing they all knew that they were using social justice language to talk about dressing a candy in sneakers i i I don't have a problem with the changes because we change everything i mean look at the coca-cola bottle or anything you know products change their packaging i don't i don't have a problem with that and i actually think it's a great thing to uh to these products you know kind of like be more expanded and 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 represent more people uh because not everybody wear you know 
heels, and I get that. Right. So having sneakers or whatever, I think that's great. Right. It's just the language, and it's just the excuse to do it that is just ridiculous. I'm just saying that you know, well, because you know, it's more representative of the consumer. What? What are you, what are you saying? I mean, it makes no sense. Uh, none of those things represent the consumer because they're not people. They don't look like people. They're candies. And none of them, I mean, prior to this week and even now, I can't tell you what any of the personalities are. Like, what are the personalities of the various m I have no idea. Uh, I don't even I think do of them like as characters. I like the idea that if you have two female M&Ms... You should, because the brown M&M does wear yeah, heels. Yeah, so I do agree with that, that they, you should have one wearing a flat shoe and then the other one, whatever you want. Having them both wearing heels, it is a little too much. I, I, I totally agree I, with that. Yeah, whatever. I don't think anybody was particularly mad about I, this. Well, but we're not okay. women. We're not women. I, I don't know how women feel. Even liberals were making fun of this right. this week. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it, people tend to see what, what represents them. So I'm not a woman, so I can't tell. I can't say anything. I can't speak for, for a woman, but uh, for women out there in general. But I do agree with you that it's the language used is a little too much because they're talking about, you know, the sale of heels has dropped, declined because of the pandemic, and that's why they're doing this. They It's, they, all, it's all BS. Nonsense. They also said that uh, the um, because of the Me Too movement and all that, women are not wearing clothes sexually. Anymore. You know, but they're saying like... They're more they, casual clothes because they're staying home because of COVID. I mean, they, they did they, they really they threw bring all up, that? Yeah, they threw all that. Did they really bring up Me Too? Yes, that is if, offensive. If as you fuck. read the statement, if you read the press release, yes, they talk about Me Too and sexually appealing. The clothes reason all, all I find all this offensive is because it is so cynical, and yeah. because the Morris Company couldn't give a shit about Me Too or gender no, roles don't. or don't feminism care. or no. anything. They are literally using the language of social justice yes. in order to make this go viral. And you right. know, Tucker Carlson has been ranting on his show about it all yes, week yes, long. Yes. And I mean, the end result of that is they don't have to worry that Fox viewers are going to stop eating M and M's. What's going to happen is they're going to there's going to be a run on old M and M's or special M and M's. The same was the same thing with right, Dr. Seuss. Right, right. In the end. Eminem Mars is going to ha- ha- probably wind up with a bigger market share for this. And for that, we, I guess I could sit here as someone who used to work in advertising and say, well, good job on that. Mm-hmm. They tapped into the zeitgeist and the zeitgeist is basically literally everything is culture war now. Yes. Every single yes. thing, yes. including your M&Ms, are part of the culture war. And when you see someone like Tucker Carlson or all these uh, Candace Owens this week also went off the deep end, uh, they deliberately frame it because they know what they're doing too as as this was something that liberals were all asking for like liberals tried to cancel the green m&m literally no one had a thought about this at all this was entirely a branding exercise and they decided to hang a pseudo political message on it and mission accomplished but you know what m&m mars you because the last thing we need right now is big mega billion corporations driving more and more wedges between people just to get a bigger market share for your candy i do like i said i don't have a problem with having two female m&ms wearing different female (laughs) m&ms i mean just the ludicrousness of this entire (laughs) cisgender are they cisgender or maybe maybe one of them is trans well i'm sure that's the next step uh, they're going to have a transgender, uh, you know, M&M, I'm sure, next year or in two and years And frankly, I would find that just as dumb as if they named one of the M&Ms gay. So the, the other uh, topic they brought up is that 
there are only two female M&Ms and four male M&Ms. I'm not kidding. Oh, of course. Uh, and they promise that they can't do anything about it because oh my of the God, color. they really are going to have a trans because, one, aren't they? I don't know. Because of the color of the M&Ms, they can't have more female representative represented you know anyway so what they're gonna do what does the color have to do with it i don't know because they have to have more colors uh to why have can't more. they just take one of the male m m that's fire the- him and then bring in a female <laughs> that's a very good point anyway what they're gonna do is they said they promised that the uh, female m m's are going to be more prominent placed uh <laughs> Girl bosses, yeah, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna have they're more, gonna have a, a more prominent more place, responsibilities, more prominent place in the ads. That's what they were saying. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> I I buy M and M's all the time. They're actually my favorite um, candy. I could not tell you the genders of any of these M and M's or what whether they were prominent. You know, I, who right? Who in the world pays attention to that? I do. I still think that it was a good idea to have one wearing sneakers and I one agree, wearing I agree, but they shouldn't have just heels. Why couldn't they just say Green Eminem is ditching her heels because right. she's staying at home and I agree. write I agree. some cute mm-hmm. little story or, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be she's more progressive. And, and really, that's kind of retrograde because do women who wear heels not are they not feminist? Well, are they not that's, progressive? That's like, what is thing, that? That's the thing I, I find a little, I don't know, I question a little because... Yes, I I do think that women wear a lot of flat shoes, but women also wear heels, and so I don't like the fact that you now one is evil and now and the other one is good. I, I don't like that language that you know you should right deplore you know and then applaud the 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 next one, the next generation, right. or the next version of of feminist. Uh, feminism. I I don't like that. I think there's place for all of this. I agree, but I also. But again, I'm not a woman. I can't speak for them. So they're M&Ms. They're not women either. <laughs> there are no women no, involved. I'm talking about it's representation. A, it's candy. I'm know. talking about representation why, in terms of fashion. Who, who in the world was looking at the M&Ms for representation? Who? Nobody. I'm sorry. No, you could even go to the deepest depths of social justice Tumblr, and I bet you you couldn't find anyone making that argument. It's completely created by the Mars Company. For this exact to reason. To be very honest with you, every time I watch a commercial with the M&Ms and those creatures walking, I always found them freakish looking. I the, never, yeah, the, the characters walking uh, with legs, I mean, regardless of right. what gender. I don't like anthropomorphic. I was like, ooh, they look weird. They just look weird. They look weird. And I just want to eat them and not think about them. <laughs> I don't want to think about what shoes my, my candy was wearing before I ate it. <laughs> Or whether she had progressive politics. Listen, I just want to get to that when chocolate buy, center. When we buy an M&M, they don't last more than two no, hours. No. So I really don't have time to think about what they're wearing. They're um, in my mouth before I even think about them. Exactly. Shoes. They're the one candy I am completely... <laughs> I know. We're not allowed to I don't to like chocolate them. all that much. Like, I mean, I like chocolate as a flavor, but I don't eat candy bars and stuff like that. They're, it's not really my thing. No, but... But M&M's, yeah. Don't yeah. put a bowl of M&M's yeah. in front we'll of me. We'll finish eye. it in In fact, they minutes. were, um, this is how much we love M&M's. They were the favors at our wedding. Remember? Right, right, right. Yes. We, we got um, Tom and Lorenzo M&M's yes. with our monograms on them yes. in the colors of our wedding, which yes. were oh my, uh, yeah. teal and orange. 
and we put them in little bowls yeah. with little tea lights in them. Yeah, cute. we went we went to their uh, website, and you can get them personalized. Yeah, you can right? order the personalized M and M's. Yes, we have. Um, them for and I distinctly said that all of my M and M's should have high heels, four inch <laughs> stiletto fuck me heels. <laughs> Ooh, all right. So dumb. Moving on to the next dumb uh, item of the week, although it's really not that dumb. Uh, but it is semi-related, especially in the minds of conservatives who are ranting and raving about this stuff on Fox News every night. Um, Minnie Mouse this yes. week got herself got a slight makeover. Um, Disney France, Disney Paris unveiled a new design by uh, British fashion designer Stella McCartney to commemorate the park's 30th anniversary. Right. And now right now it's just a a drawing, but apparently it's going to go into rotation. And like the the Minnie Mouse's that wander the park will be right. wearing this, and also she's going to wear it uh, in honor of uh, Women's History Month in March. Well, this is their idea. Yeah. This is again, this is dressing up basic corporate branding right. in uh, progressive language to hopefully reach out to progressives and piss off conservatives just enough that it becomes this fucking viral thing. I'm sorry, I'm effing left and right, but this stuff annoys the hell out of me. Um. Let's talk about the pantsuit first. Stella McCartney designed... Uh, first, despite what the news, every article is saying, that she has switched out her iconic dress for a pantsuit, as if Minnie Mouse has only worn one outfit for the last, you right. know, 80 years or whatever. And you Google Minnie Mouse and hit the image tag on Google, and every single entry will be her in a different outfit. Like most of the Disney characters, she, or at least the animal character, like Mickey and all them... They change their clothes based right. on whatever they're promoting, whatever movie they're in, whatever cartoon they're in, whatever. Minnie Mouse doesn't have one outfit. Guess, it, it never even occurred to me that she did, but right. all these people were like, where's the dress? Where's the dress? I guess people think about the iconic polka dot. Red dress. Dr red dress, yeah. I think that's but why. But I, even I, I'm not a Disney person right. at all. Never been to the theme parks. I don't do that sort of thing. Uh, I know there are a lot of Disney adults out there, and... But even I knew that I was like, she doesn't wear that dress all the time. I've seen plenty of like, right. I've seen pictures of her in the parks wearing whatever the theme was that week or whatever. Like to they dress honest, her up. For, I really don't know. For wow. Christmas, right. I think. Okay. Anyway, so Stella McCartney designed this pantsuit and in typical Stella McCartney <laughs> fashion, fashion, it's kind of <laughs> ugly and over-designed. <laughs> I mean, that, I did laugh when I saw who was it was credited to. I also think it's really telling. This is this is Disney Paris. They couldn't get one French designer to do this because I bet they you they asked. Involved. I guess they don't want to get involved. I bet you every French designer was know. like, "Hell no, I won't do that." But Stella McCartney well, would. Of course she did. Anyway, um, it's we're, you know we'll have a picture of it on our site or you can Google it. But it's um, my issue with this. I have no issue with Minnie Mouse wearing pants. The idea that I would be offended by that is silly. Mm -hmm. And according to several articles I read, she's worn pants like in the cartoons and stuff like that. She's worn pants on in on parade floats and stuff like that. This that, is not. I, I I don't remember. To be honest with you, I don't remember. How much do you know about Minnie? Yeah, right. Um, this is stuff I read. I saw pictures today when it sort of exploded online, and um, uh, the suit itself is fine. Uh, I have no issue with. <laughs> laugh because so many people like the people who were complaining were like well now you can't tell her from mickey and i'm like oh my god you seriously? can't tell her from mickey because they have the exact same face body and hands <laughs> and the only difference between the two of them is that she has longer eyelashes so a woman has to wear a dress so we know she's a woman if okay. she has no got it. sexual characteristics <laughs> oh on god. her body then Jesus. yeah apparently according to <laughs> that these is people so 
Um, Because that's just it. You put Minnie Mouse in a pantsuit and there's nothing like a a dress on a character (laughs) shape like that. (laughs) Right. It's going to sort of mimic a female form. I I actually like that. So you don't know. But a pantsuit doesn't do that. Um, it's it's a straight up and down. She doesn't have, you know, she doesn't have like a nipped waist or a bust or hips or anything like that. So it's just a straight up or down pantsuit. And in, technically, yes, if you were to put Mickey in a suit, it would be drawn exactly the same way. Right. But, I mean, those are the characters. She's not supposed to have curves. She's not supposed to have a bust and hips. So, um I can't even believe I'm having this conversation. I'm wandering <laughs> off in areas. I'm literally talking about Minnie Mouse's hips, and I can hear myself, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Let's go back to the design of the outfit. It is a navy blue. Um, well, actually, it's like a dark blue um, pantsuit with navy blue polka dots on it, which I know that the color story has something to do with the 30th anniversary, but this is... this again, makes me wonder if they did this on purpose. I mean, you had to know if you were going to put her first in a pantsuit and then make it this really sober-looking Hillary Clinton-style pantsuit. <laughs> There's a million ways you could put Minnie Mouse in a pantsuit, and it would be cute and feminine and you know bright, And but that's not what they did. They tried to basically dress her like Hillary. Now, the pantsuit has polka dots all over it, but they are navy blue on dark blue so it's very you know fine yeah. that would be fine if she was some model walking a, it's a just runway it's very for the character I think and then they she drew all these lines all over it there's right. lines there's cuffs there's all these weird and then there's bows on the on the pockets of the jacket and which you can't even see and I believe they lowered her heel a little bit oh okay so they put her in a kitten heel um I, I, I again I couldn't care less what Minnie Mouse wears. Go ahead. No, I think they they they're too busy. I don't have a problem with the you know designing a suit, but it's just it, to me the 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 print is too busy, and also they look like pajamas to me. They uh, do. Yeah, not not necessarily a suit. That's the impression when I saw the picture for the first time. I was like, oh, and she's all wearing that, the the trend now, which is pajamas. Pajamas, um, which and, and I bet you Stella was thinking along those lines, but you really shouldn't design a, right. an anthropomorphic mouse's outfit according to the trends. Uh, I think it should have been. A, I don't think it should have been pink or anything like that. But uh, you could have taken that basic shape. I would have m- removed all of the lines and cuffs and all of that from right. it because it's extraneous. I mean, when you look at most of her outfits, they are so simple that they could be drawn by a five-year-old. Right, right. And this is not. This is actually like fashion sketch level of detail. Right? Right. Which is off-putting on that character. So it's very sober looking and there's too much detail on it. And they basically remove, except for putting a couple of bows on her pockets, they stringently removed anything that looked too traditionally feminine. And right. again, they do this shit on purpose because they know it's, people right, are right, just right. going to get up and... They could have put her in a pink pantsuit. Right. They could have put her in a red pantsuit and people probably wouldn't have minded. I but guess, they put her in a suit the color of a business suit. I guess suit. she felt like as a designer, if she didn't design something over design, it would look like it would look like something... Like they would blame her for it, or they would complain that she didn't design something right, interesting. Right. So she had to over design it so that it would look like something she made, that a fashion design. It doesn't it. look like Minnie Mouse, mm-hmm. and not because she's in the suit, but because it's like sober and there's too much detail on the outfit. Right. Something simpler would have been better. Yeah. I think. Big yellow buttons on the jacket, that sort of thing that would feel like the sort of Minnie Mouse style without, you know, putting her in a dress. Right. Like, 
So I do not want to, because Candace Owens was out saying that the fabric of society is being torn apart. Oh, my uh, God. And unlike the green m M&M, and I this is not some permanent, like, Minnie Mouse doesn't what? have one outfit. This is for the, right, a specific right. celebration. You will still be able to go to Disney World in Florida and see her in her red polka dot dress, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, people got up in arms, and now there's all this screaming and yelling, and it's the end of our... And you take these two stories back to back, and they are dumb. I agree. But from a certain perspective, it does look like erasing traditional femininity. It does look like corporate brands are... Now, like I said, uh, Disney's not doing this permanently. They're not taking some big right, stand. Right, right. But this is how people are reacting to it, seeing it in concert with the green M&M thing. Um, what, you had some ideas. That, well, you touched on this a little bit with the green M&M, that you were kind of annoyed that, they're, that they both of these things sort of cast traditional female clothes as problematic right. somehow. Right, I've always had a problem with that, that uh, I, I I embrace all all right. options you have out there. I think I think in general, uh, women have more options than men, if you think about they it. They do. But they are, which is bizarre, because women have more options than men, and yet they're pressured to wear a dress all the time. In the real world, really? I do think that there's this this idea. I still think there's an idea that women only look sexy or appealing if they wear a dress, which is so not true. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying we still have that. I, I, I think we still have that. Heels and all that. And it's I changing. I think there's a portion of our culture that feels that way, but I don't necessarily feel that it's, it's across the board. Um, I just don't think so. I don't know. I guess because we're, we're so... I don't know, involved with fashion and all that, maybe, I don't know. I, I do see that more, and I and now we see more women wearing suits on the red carpet. We, and men wearing dresses. Yes, we do we do see the change, but that is fashion, that's red carpet, people, right. that's celebrity. Uh, I'm sure you don't see that at, you know, at your local supermarket or something like that. That's what I'm saying. Um, I do think uh, we are changing um, for the better, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, I don't like this narrative that a dress is evil now and represent uh, represent the past and not feminist and you shoot you know a suit is what women should be wearing or this or a suit is what represents the future of women in in terms of fashion i I just don't like that conversation i I just don't like the way it's phrased because it, it shouldn't be that way we should embrace suits we should embrace whatever flat shoes whatever women want to wear but at the same time, it's fine if a woman wants to wear a dress and, and heels every now and then. Or Not that I think any woman, except for those who want to make a big deal out of this, but I, I really don't think any woman is looking at Minnie Mouse and feeling attacked by Minnie Mouse's. It's just that right. the people who make a living turning everything into a culture war, they were just handed something. Right. Well, same thing with the green M&M. Right. Although, again, I don't think this was Disney's... I don't necessarily think Disney was trying to rile people up, but I do no. think I agree with you. It's part of that slightly misguided idea that putting a, a female character in pants is feminism, right. which it's not. It's not, that's not what feminism is. It's. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Women, there is no rule for how women should dress in my mind. And, there and back to the M&M, the language used in the statement that they put out uh, that women aren't wearing less <clears throat> there, women are, are not wearing uh, dresses or or trying to wear something less sexy. 
uh, because of the Me Too movie. I, it's just so insulting to me. Insulting it's and so offensive. It's so insulting because, so we're going to solve all the rape and all the problems out there, men being assholes, if women stop wearing dresses or something sexy. That it's so, like... It's very backwards. It's backwards and annoying. It's just very, very bad language. Yeah. Horrible language yeah. to use. Anyway, this is all we have to say about fashion for candy and mice. More than I've ever said about fashion for candy and mice in probably my entire life. Um, And now we're going to move on to your favorite topic and ours. I know. And just like that, which... I'm trying to be more positive here, so... Well, it didn't have... (laughs) I didn't think it was a terrible episode. No. I... um, This was the episode where the... uh, Basically all the women and um, all the white ladies brought their non-white lady friends with them so they could all meet each other, uh, (laughs) went out to Brooklyn to... I forget. It was some sort of shelter or something. They were doing charity work. They were painting a shelter or something like that. Um, Right there... I was like, why don't they have more scenes where all of these characters come together where, you know, so it doesn't look like each character has one friend of color, but they all, why not just have a scene? They just have a whole circle of friends, some of whom are black women, some of whom there's an Indian one. Like you could just bring them. And they did that for this one episode where they had all of the characters together. They didn't really interact all that. The newer characters didn't interact all that much with each other, but, um, I that to me felt more natural than any of the other sort of uh, forced, you know, relationship things they've been doing all season long. Um, I I like the idea that, granted, not every friend is friends with every other friend in real life. Right, like you have right. friends who are not friends right. with each other. Right. So I understand that, but I do think like it would be better for the show if these newer characters were a lot more integrated into the show instead of all three, you know, the three girls get together and then they all go off and have adventures mm-hmm. with their non-binary friend or their black friend or their Indian friend. And right. then they, all the white ladies get back uh, together. Well, the show just got renewed for a second season. Which, and, all right. Which I think there's, there's been so much conversation about this show. Everyone is complaining about something about the show. Right. And I hope the writers and the creators of the show are listening and reading all this stuff. Well, the first maybe... thing I, one thing I heard was that they were, uh, some of them were saying that it was sexist, that people were criticizing Miranda oh, for how she treated Steve. Oh my God. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. You just wrote her really badly. Right. Exactly. Um, Let's get into that. Let's get it. Well, first of all, let's get it. There's so much. I, I have a, a, a ton of notes here. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start with Charlotte because she's yes. the easiest. And I will say once again, uh, they were giving Charlotte some really dumb storylines earlier in the season, like not apologizing to, to her husband right, or right, trying right. to find black people for her dinner party. But whenever you're in the realm of her and her daughters, it's perfect. Yes. Because first off, it feels exactly right for the character. Yes. The Charlotte that I watched 20 years ago absolutely would be very in her daughter's lives. Right, right, right. And I loved the fact that Lily is basically Charlotte 2.0. She, right, right. The, in their scenes together, they sound exactly alike. I, I like that Charlotte's over the top all the time, but she's showing so many different sides that we didn't know before. I think she grew, you know, right. she developed uh, like... Like she's she listens and she she really wants to understand what's going right. on right now and you know we've seen that when when her daughter wanted to change her name and all that stuff right. she's not completely against it you right. know she wants to have a conversation about it which is very very interesting for a character like Charlotte uh, to be I in also that think place that's 
probably right for Charlotte. Yes, uh, yes. That Charlotte was someone who was very uptight and had some very mainstream sort of preppy ideas about the world. But she hang out. She hung out with three women who were a little bit wilder than right, her. Right. And she learned a lot from right, those women. Right, right. And by the time Charlotte, well, after her first marriage failed, and then she wound up marrying a man, the kind of man that she never pictured for herself. And then she couldn't have, you know, she was having fertility issues and they wind, wound up adopting. It's just all of these things opened Charlotte up to the world a right. little bit more. Right. And I think the Charlotte that we're seeing now, who's trying to teach her daughter how to insert a tampon in a scene that was actually really funny. I thought the the hope... I, I, let me that just, feels like Charlotte. Yes, my reaction first was like oh my god i can't believe they're talking about that and why then, wouldn't they and then Sex and then it turned into like oh i'm so glad they're talking about exactly that. and then i was like wow they're gonna talk about using a tampon but i was like you know we've we've seen so many shows well i've watched so many shows where guys talk about putting a con in them you know like a rubber or whatever right so why not i think that's perfect it was kind of hilarious uh at first when she says you know she refused to wear a tampon i was like wow is that a thing now women don't want to wear a tampon these days i didn't know that so it was informative for me right um so i didn't know that so but i thought that was great that right. kind of conversation uh talking about how to, you know, talk to your daughter about it. Right. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, too. I thought they mined it for for comedy. I do think it's a shame that Rock, their non-binary child, is just, she. they just pass through scenes, but nothing is going on right, there. Right, um, I I wish they had explored that a little bit more. But I'm okay with Charlotte's life. I'm okay with how they're dealing. I think they've sort of figured her out. And as long as you are in the realm of her mothering her daughters right. and in many cases over mothering her daughters which she wasn't this week that feels like charlotte yeah that is the world that yes. charlotte yes. would of course that that's what charlotte wanted that's who charlotte is and it's weird because going into this series i really thought her children were older i thought lily was like college age right but she's only about i guess about 14 or 15 um anyway it's just weird how they <laughs> they present these characters what happened to her playing the piano that's over and i know i know I, that's the thing about this There's show so that many, i don't understand they just it's threw like, all these things. today you're going to play the piano because that's what we need for the part and then we're going to forget about it. right and we're going to introduce something else it's just like they just represent well something. miranda's alcoholism has right. not been right. referenced right since she poured bottles down there her is, drain there is no death to this character it, it, it it's like whatever they need their character to be in that specific episode right uh, and it's so that, let's that, go with that's Mar just so shallow to me. I agree. So Miranda's story this week did not pick up from the story last week. And this is another flaw. We said we weren't going to be negative. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this is another flaw in the writing because last week she was, uh, she had announced to Steve that um, she had met someone else and basically dissolved her marriage. And mm -hmm. she was on the phone with Carrie because she was going to surprise Che in Cleveland. And I feel like I'm in a rom-com and the whole thing felt so ominous. And I guess it's weeks later. I don't even know. That's the other thing. This this show has such a bizarre relationship with time that you cannot tell how much time has passed between episodes. Right. Um, how much time has passed since Big died? They did an episode where it looked like an entire year passed while she wrote a book. But then later in the episode, Miranda said three months had passed. Like, it's all very confusing. Right. My point is, you, sh you shouldn't have skipped that scene of her going to Cleveland. Yeah. Or you shouldn't have set it up if you weren't going to follow through on it. It just feels like this enormous gap yeah. in the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept waiting before they had, you know, they had, they had the, sh the Shea scene this episode. I kept waiting to hear that, oh, 
Miranda got dumped or Miranda right, was right. humiliated or something. I mean, when they showed the scene where they're in the diner, I thought it was Cleveland for, for a second. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where I was like, oh, okay, they're eating and they're in Cleveland, um, but not. The thing about, and I, yeah, I really don't like the way Miranda's being handled here. I, and there's some weird implication about queer attractions that they will turn you into someone you aren't, that they will turn you into someone who will blow up your life. I mean, honestly, if if some, say, middle-aged woman who suspects she might be gay was watching this show, I feel like these this storyline would force her back into the closet because they're making it look so strange. Um, they keep implying that at some point, Che is really going to disappoint Miranda by sleeping with someone or because right, Che right. keeps dropping. The, she said something this episode that I was they, like, they said something. I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. They said something this episode that uh-huh. I w- was like, I would turn around and walk out from anybody who said the word, the phrase relationship tropes. I know we're not going to do those relationship. Well, tropes. that's the thing. What they're- the f- is that i know what is there a trope it's not a trope relationships don't have tropes right um i i know they they are just a terrible written character they i yes i really them it just doesn't work and i i reiterate i think um sarah ramirez is fine i i really do and i actually loved the uh, reaction they had when miranda freaked out and and they went what the fuck like Yes, I, yes. Every once in a while, mm-hmm. Sarah Ramirez does something. I'm like, I can see that they really feel like they, they know this character, but the writing keeps letting them down. Right. Some of their reactions are perfect uh, whenever, you know, uh, she does, you know, she... I Last mean, week, they, uh, Miranda. Told, they told Miranda that they are in love with her, but right. this week, they don't want to do relationship. Right. Tra- and we're just, we're not even dating... You, you just said you were in love with her. Right. And it's just weird how they present things like the fans taking a selfie and then saying, well, you all sl- the people that she's, they what? slept with. Who says who that? Does that? Who does that? And wouldn't Che, who seems pretty self-possessed at that point, say, you know, it's kind of inappropriate for you to yeah. be saying this oh in front God. of her. Like, wouldn't Che would say that in a second. But you're like, Che's- oh, you slept with so, and then you slept with somebody else. I and mean, they made sure to point out one was a male and one was a female. Right. And then in front of Miranda. So Miranda can understand right. that, you know, this person is not going to have a, I don't know, traditional <laughs> relationship with you. <laughs> uh, which, fine, whatever. But why do they have to make it sound scary and weird and hard to understand? Um and why did they turn Miranda into this total freak show? Like, uh, and he, like you can, they did something called lampshading where they basically shine a light on how the character is acting out of character. Right. Where Miranda's like, this isn't like me. And I'm like, yeah, it isn't like you. So right. what is the point to all this? To you knocking on doors with surprise cookies? Like, come on. No, Miranda never did that. No, and I understand that, that for her, that's a new world that she and she's excited or whatever. She's excited or whatever. You don't know. She doesn't know what how to deal with it and what to do and what's appropriate or not. But you don't act like an idiot all of a sudden no. because you don't know how to act. And as an aside, I just every time they make poor Cynthia Nixon walk on the show, I just want to take her by the hand and lead her over right. to a bench and say, "Let's get those shoes off you." Because they put her in heels that she can't she handle. Can't, she can't handle them. Either. And why? Why are you doing that to this actress? Especially, there are scenes where she's walking and you can't see her feet, but you can tell she's tottering on a pair of heels. And right, I'm like, right. why, not? why, why? didn't you just shoot that in sneakers? Right. Um, 
It's just dumb because I would believe that Carrie would paint a house in silver platform sandals like she did this week because that's Carrie. Right, right, right. But I had the hardest time picturing the Miranda that I knew 20 years ago, that I followed 20 years ago, walking, tottering around the city at right. 55 in platform heels. Like, she would make fun of them right, for asking right. her to do that. I, I think, yeah, it, it, it's funny because the costumes are funny. Like, I, I laughed out loud with Lisa wearing the Moschino um, jacket and shorts that she has, it, like, brushes. and. <laughs> it looked pretty and silly on her. It, so, it looked ridiculous on her, that Moschino look. Yeah. Um, just so inappropriate, but anyway, I, it And funny. you know what? Going to the side characters, um, because Lisa Todd Wexley has no story. Right. They never gave her right. one. Seema, her own, and this is a sad story to saddle a new character with. All she talks about is how she's 53 and never right, had, right, right. like, why doesn't she talk about how fabulous her life is? And gorgeous she's and gorgeous fabulous. She has yeah. amazing clothes. Right, she's right. obviously wealthy. I love her. I do too, but I it, I cringe every time, every yeah. scene. And yeah. You'll meet yes. a guy someday, Seema. I'm like, oh, God, that's pathetic. Um, now, Naya and her husband have had a storyline all season right. long, but it's just this weird, like, going nowhere storyline. It's mm-hmm. just, and they haven't, Listen, I, I obviously we've never dealt with fertility issues as a couple, and I do not want to make light of it how, the way it may right. you know affect your life in a million different ways. But they have this weird thing where they just in the middle of some scene, one of them will start talking about fertility, like just at the drop of a hat. And I just don't think people talk about their lives that way. And I really don't think they would have had that serious conversation about the future of their relationship in front, like in a crowd of people. It, it, I'm, again, we're, we've never been in that situation, well, so in I don't know. But in a marriage, it, the way they talk to each other about their their issues with fertility uh, is it's very disrespectful to each other. Like they, the way they just throw the the subject at each other in a very I don't know. It's strange. Way. And I actually, those two characters, I actually, in fact, I, every time they're together, I'm like, they could do a show about these two characters. Actually. Right. Um, I actually really, really like, they are probably my favorite two characters, although I like Seema a lot too. Um, but they, they don't handle any of these right. things. None of these storylines are integrated into, they just happen on the side and then they return to the three white women at the same. It's just very weird. How do you feel about Carrie's storyline? Carrie, um, I thought it was okay. Um, <clears throat> the fact that they went on a date and they felt that they shouldn't be together, whatever it, again, it was... Handled in a way that it, I just don't agree she, with the whole she thing. Made about. him show up at the restaurant. I know you couldn't text him to I say know. I can't do this. No, I you know. made him pay a cab yeah, fare yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah, and the whole thing about you know I still listen to my wife's voicemail or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. know. I thought that was touching. I know, but I don't know. It's just too much. Uh, Actually, I don't. I'm. I'm gonna say it. I don't particularly mind the Carrie storyline. I feel like unlike Miranda and occasionally Charlotte. Uh, Carrie mostly acts like an adult in middle age. Like she's yeah. not having these weird, you know, reactions to the world. Um, I know, but she's very whiny in a way that it 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 it, it was her fine. Her husband when, died. I mean, come on. What I know, but still, she's she's whiny about everything. She's yeah. always been whiny, but like the way she's dealing with this dating situation. Because right. I said this before all along. I was like, this is going to be so awkward getting this character in a dating scenario. You know. But I think they're doing it in a believable way. They're clearly going for a third date. The fact that they keep returning to this guy does make it look like they're setting him up as a boyfriend. But I remembered 
Next week is the season finale, and Aiden hasn't, oh, really? sh- Aiden wow. hasn't shown up yet. Oh, wow. So, and supposedly he's in the in this season. They, they yeah. announced his cast. So I'm assuming that's what the big thing is at the finale. Aiden somehow winds up back in her life, and then it throws everything into it. And he it. hasn't been canceled yet, so yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming he's still... So far, so good. I mean, <laughs> so far. he's been with Bo Derek for like 15 years. Like, not that he wouldn't... Really? Have. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. They just got married a couple of years ago. Did not know that. Have to Google it now. Um, uh, now, one thing that I found very appalling and disgusting it, it was anthony's date about the jewish family and holocaust i don't know what the Who point to that was thought that was a great idea i don't Who know what the point to that? it was yeah i mean what yeah no i, I don't get absolutely it. not nobody would say that to a jewish family in their house that holocaust what no i'm sorry it, i mean correct me if, if i'm wrong i'm not again i'm not a jewish person so i don't know maybe You've been in a situation like that, but I just can't imagine going to somebody's home and saying that. No, uh, I can't imagine no, that either. I, 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 I didn't see the point of that. Okay, you had a bad day. What's the point here? That Anthony is dating people and they're all horrible? I didn't get the point at right. all. Right. And I, yeah, I mean, it's just weird that they have Anthony dating someone when they just ushered Stanford off like that and the, and the actor died. So it felt really weird and... But I have to say, my that was my first reaction, and then my second reaction was, but Anthony absolutely would be dating within a month. Oh, yeah, of Yeah, course. I mean, that's not out of character no, for him. No. He would actually be dating within a month. Even if Stanford had died on him, he would have been dating in a month. Uh, and, and, don't know if he would have landed that guy, but okay, that's a And Steve story. had a few more lines this time. <laughs> well, let's talk about Steve. Yes. Because here's the, that's the, I don't know what they're doing here. They're trying, are they trying to make Miranda look bad? Um... I guess maybe they are because they are going out of their way to show that like Brady is clearly not happy with her and right. they have not shown her addressing like, shouldn't she have had some sort of talk with her kid at, about this? The scene with Steve was heartbreaking, I thought. Yeah. And I thought David Eigenberg did a great job yes. with it. Much like um, uh, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, because I know David Eigenberg doesn't talk like Steve in real life. Like he really did slip back into mm-hmm. that character really well. I was once again, laughing because he's crouched down on the floor in a catcher stance for like five minutes having a conversation i know but super muscular leg but he talks like he's 75 flat as hell stomach Mm -hmm. completely got a great body on him obviously hits the gym every day but we're supposed to believe he's you know yeah this idiot who can't find his his hearing aids and everything (laughs) if anything he looks more youthful than anybody he's in the best shape of anybody i did like the scene i I thought it was an interesting conversation and uh i I like it i liked it well one thing i did like when when steve and and brady came to the uh shelter i had a split second thought where i was like you know Carrie better give them a hug. Right. Because one thing they don't do with this show, which I really wish they had done, was shown that, for instance, Carrie and Harry have known each other 20 years at this point. They would be old friends and they would have been through all kinds of stuff together. Same thing, like Carrie and Steve used to have, but it was always awkward because he was her friend's boyfriend or whatever. They've known each other 20 years. Right. And when she gave Brady a hug, all I could think was, oh, yeah, when Miranda's water broke, it broke all over her Prada shoes. Remember? Oh like, I like that they pay that off. That right. when they And they should have more scenes like that. I understand right. that the men are, are all on other shows and they only have minor commitments to this show. But when they bring them together like that and they underline the fact that 
These aren't their boyfriends. These are their husbands, and they've all known For each other. For a long other. time, yeah. They've known each other right. longer than the period you spent with them when they were on the air. Right. Um, and I like that sense of... I like that she and Steve are so familiar with each other. A bunch of people were saying that they got a vibe off that scene, and they thought the two of them were going to hook up, and I, mm-hmm. that, no. that would be that, the worst idea I've ever heard no, of in my no, life. No, yeah. No. But um, I really liked that they didn't write it like the old Carrions. There was... Right. Remember that Steve was in her apartment one time, and she didn't know how to talk to him? She was all freaked yeah, out yeah, back yeah. when Steve and Aiden were playing basketball together. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, I know this show. Jesus, you remember everything. I remember everything. So it's stuff like that. I really like that it pays that off. I think the Steve scene was good. It's heartbreaking. And it really paints her in a terrible light, not because she has an attraction, but the way she handled it, right. the way she right. blew up her family. And to I still don't think... Um, I still think Carrie and Charlotte would have taken her aside at some point. Right. But they are so accepting of this that it just strikes me as weird. That no point is anyone saying to her, is this, is, is this really what you want? Like, I, I mean, I guess the horse is out of the barn at this point because it's been months. They've been together for months, and she told Steve months. Right. I don't even know. But... Um, hmm. I do agree. I, and I, I, I like that he reacted that way, asked her if she knew, and it, it felt real. Right. And he did a phenomenal job and, you know, performing, and it, it felt great. Then, you know, we get into the, uh, she lost her <laughs> ring, and it goes back to, uh, you Yes, know, why Carrie. would you wear your ring there, I know, you I idiot? Know, I know. Um, I'm assuming they're setting her up, like, when she was putting the ring back in the box at the end, I was like, you have a jewelry designer downstairs. Right. Why aren't you just... Exactly. Is that supposed to you be... You have enough money, why can't you do one ring with both of them? Make or something, do something out of it. If or, that's- yeah. That's the thing I don't like about the writers of the show, is that they have a great idea, but the, the um, I, I guess the... <laughs> the things they pick, the moments, the scenes uh, that they pick to... to to sort of illustrate whatever point they want to make is just bad. It's always bad. I agree. And I'm looking at the actor, Matt Wilkes. I don't think Anthony would get that. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> Gus Kenworthy's <laughs> ex-boyfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah. I recognized anyway, him as soon as he was on. I was I, like, hmm. My mouth dropped with the whole thing. I was like, what? No. I no. was dumb. It didn't make any sense. No. It, it wasn't even all that funny. It no, just it, was like, oh, let's even drop some anti-Semitism in here. Yeah. I, I didn't even get I don't it. get it because then you you dating someone dumb? What is the point yeah, here? No, I don't think so. Look, he's he's actually super hot. Okay. Anyway, all right. I think <laughs> I think we've touched on everything. Yes, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Mice in pants yeah. and uh candy in heels. And Tab is here listening to the whole thing. And three wealthy white ladies tottering around Manhattan acting silly. Yeah. That's these were the topics for the week. Um so thank you once again for listening to our cartoon voices. We'll be back next week with whatever crosses our eyes across. Well, we're going to definitely have words about the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, finale of And Just Like That. And just like that, we're done. So yeah. love you, mean it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.